Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group at RSA Conference 2014. I'm here with Joe Stewart and Pat Lidke of Dell SecureWorks. Joe and Pat, we've been talking about some of the malware attacks that have emerged that are targeting Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. These are actually attacks and malware strands that you've seen in the wild. Can you give us some background about what you're seeing in the marketplace? Yeah, so for the past five years since Bitcoin was introduced, uh, we've seen that there are people out there that want to steal it. The most common way to do that is to just infect somebody with malware uh, that's designed to pick up their wallet file and, and send it to the thief. Now, with the rise in value of Bitcoin, especially over the last year, we've seen uh, a similar rise in, in the number of malware families that are, that are trying to steal it. So, Pat, this was an interesting point that I thought you made, and I'd like for you to elaborate here. There's about 146 unique malware families that are out there that are targeting cryptocurrency, and in fact, about 100 of those have emerged just in the last year, which I really think speaks to the point that this is um, becoming somewhat of an epidemic. Why such an uptick in, in recent times, and what seems to be the vulnerability that's being exploited? Well, there's no real vulnerability that's, that's really being exploited at this point. Um, but the cause of the uptick is, is, pretty, is pretty clear, especially when looking at the, the trend with the increase in value of Bitcoin um, and its relative, st relative stability of, of, of holding value over the last at least couple of months. Um, and if you look at those two trends, uh, over the past year, we've seen Bitcoin's uh, peak as high as about $1,200. Um, and with that, we've also seen uh, the emergence of, of new families. And that's where we get the, about the 100 new families in the past year following that trend. And Joe, you were talking earlier about the fact that a lot of this malware is evading detection. And is it just because it's new malware, or is there something that's different about the type of malware that's targeting some of these cryptocurrencies? Right. When malware first comes out, it usually has very low detection, uh, especially you know when you're talking about something that's uh, custom-written, uh, like most of these uh, Bitcoin stealers are, and something that you know is is very small and has limited functionality. It doesn't have a lot of signs of malicious behavior that you can detect uh, immediately. So uh, it's it's always a you know a, a fight uh, for the antivirus companies to keep up with this influx uh, of just custom compiled one-off malware that can be. You know, frankly, uh, you know, any beginning programmer really could write a Bitcoin stealer. So you can imagine just how many different variations we're seeing, on, you know, on the same theme. Another point is that it's easy to target and it's easy to kind of steal some of the information there that's associated with Bitcoin, for instance. I don't want to pick on Bitcoin because other cryptocurrencies are vulnerable as well. But it's also easy to cash out. And you had mentioned earlier, Joe, that there's just not a lot of law enforcement effort there. Do you see that really being an issue? There just isn't enough awareness about the vulnerabilities or the attacks that are out there, I should say. Right. Well, we don't know of any cases yet where uh, law enforcement has pursued a case of, of Bitcoin theft that may be coming uh, in the future. But right now, you know, stealing Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency is pretty risk-free from that standpoint. Pat, you were talking earlier about the use of split wallets and how this could perhaps be a solution or a way to at least mitigate risks. Can you define what a split wallet is? So traditionally, we have a wallet where um, you've got your public and private keys, which is the, the correlation of, of storing and transferring money or, or currency on the same device, and generally it's internet connected. Using a split wallet splits up the public and private keys. The private keys go to a device that is never connected to the internet, so it can't be compromised. Um, whereas the online wallet uh, is, is just the public keys, which allows you to track balances, uh, and receive currency, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, so using a split wallet uh, allows you to uh, 
basically remains safe in that if, if the online device is compromised without the private key, the, the attacker can't actually initiate a transfer of, of your coin to their address. And Joe, you talked about some hardware solutions that are available in the market. Could you talk a bit about what those solutions are? Sure. Well, they're just coming out now. Uh, the Trezor wallet is probably the most well-known. Uh, it's being shipped uh, to people who pre-ordered it last year right now and should be widely available soon, hopefully. Uh, there's another wallet uh, that we've seen, the HW1 uh, at hardwarewallet.com, uh, which is similar and is kind of a you know the same concept as the split wallet idea, where you can keep your private key on a dedicated device, you know that doesn't have an operating system, isn't connected to the internet, and then you can also this is the important part you can verify the transaction before you actually sign it. So just in case you are infected with malware uh, and it tries to change the transaction details, you can spot that uh, and, and on a device that, that can't be compromised to show you something different. Joe and Pat, I want to thank both of you again for your time this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Joe Stewart and Pat Litke of Dell SecureWorks. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.